Well, by now, Mark Dickinson, our district superintendent, is no stranger to us. He has been here before with us on a number of occasions. In fact, uh, we like him so well that uh, we hired his wife, Jennifer, as, uh, <laughs> as director of discipleship. They're a fine family, fine Christian family. Uh, their daughters, Melanie, Roby, and Abby, have become uh, very fond of the people in this church, as you have of them. And so we're very glad that they are, uh, have a special bond, a special relationship to us here at State Street. And we're thankful that he is here today. Um, I don't know what kind of introductions you've heard, but just to kind of catch you up, if you don't remember, uh, Mark came to the district immediately following a, a number of good years of service at the Florence United Methodist Church up near uh, Cincinnati, up in northern Kentucky, where he served so well for a number of years. You may have known him earlier in his ministry during the time that he was the pastor right here in Bowling Green of Faith United Methodist Church, where he served very well and very effectively. But I can go back to the old days. I can tell you that he's a good uh, church kid from way back in the day. He was raised by a very strong congregation in Louisville, Kentucky, called St. Paul United Methodist Church. His parents were pillars not only of that church, but also continue to be pillars of Methodism in Kentucky through the district work that they did in Louisville and the conference uh, functions that they served, offices that they filled over many, many years. So Mark stands pretty well on his own, but he also has a good foundation. And in fact, uh, I only found out uh, just before the sec just before the, just after the first service was over, that Mark's mom, Sandra, is here today. Sandra, where are you? But there she is right there, sitting by Jennifer, and she is with her sister, Kathy. Uh, from, she's Aunt Kathy to us from now on. So uh, we are glad that you all came today, and the minute Sandra saw me, she recognized me, even though I'm a much older version of my former self, and I, I appreciate that. There are a number of United Methodist women in this conference over the years who have taken it upon themselves to see the new young ministers coming into the system. They get them to the school of mission every year, and they sort of indoctrinate them as to the way ministers are supposed to act before someone else teaches us the wrong way. Sandra Dickinson is one of those fine United Methodist women who has given a lot of good leadership over the years. And Sandra, we're glad you're here today. It's good to see a friend. Good that mom's around. I think things are going to go well. He did a good job the first service, and I know he'll do a fine <laughs> job this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very, very happy, and will you join me in welcoming our district superintendent, Reverend Mark Dickinson. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Well, Gary, I don't think I really deserved all that, but I sure appreciate it. It is, uh, it is great to be with you this morning. Uh, I've looked forward uh, to this day uh, to be here. I, I've been in worship uh, several times over the past year that I've been in this position. Uh, I have to uh, go to several other churches, but I, I kind of call uh, State Street my home away from home, uh, as they would say. So it's good to be here. Um, uh, my family has gotten involved here. Of course, I am, I am very fond of one of your uh, staff members. And Lee, that's not you. It's not Gary. No. My wife, Jennifer, but uh, no, it is great to be here, and I look forward to uh, spending this time with you uh, here this morning and to sharing a little bit from my heart, uh, a little bit, of course, from the Word of God, and uh, hopefully we will all be encouraged and challenged uh, by that uh, here today. This is, a little, uh, this is a little different from what I usually do uh, when I preach. 
I haven't been preaching a whole lot, to be honest. As a district superintendent, you don't get to do that uh, very much. So I'm hoping it's kind of like riding a bike. You know, you don't forget how to do it. So we'll, we'll, see how things, uh, we'll see how things go here today. Yeah, I am district superintendent. And some of you are probably wondering, well, what actually is a district superintendent? And that is a great question. And I'm going to try to answer that for you here uh, quickly. Uh, district superintendent is the problem guy, all right? I'm the one that gets all the calls uh, when things are not good uh, in, in, in churches. Uh, I'm the conflict guy. I always uh, get calls uh, when there's conflict uh, going on. And so that is uh, primarily my big responsibility. But the one that I really like the most is I'm Jay's boss. So that's, that's good. And you can tell him that as far as I'm concerned next Sunday that uh, his boss was here on Sunday morning. No, a uh, district superintendent for the past year, and I've been around uh, to lots of churches in the district. Believe it or not, uh, I oversee 134 churches uh, in our district, uh, from this county all the way over to Russell County. Uh, I oversee about 80 or 85 pastors, and uh, so I keep uh, quite busy. Uh, this past year, I have to be honest with you, has been very challenging uh, for myself, for my family. After 25 years of, of being in a local church, uh, when the bishop calls you and, and tells you that you're going to do this job, it, 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 it's, it's totally different. It's a totally different situation. Uh, not being a pastor of a church, you're, you're not being involved in those relationships that you enjoy so much and being a part of a, of a church family. And so now, uh, being overseeing all these churches has been quite crazy at times uh, in this past year. The past six months have been very challenging with a lot of issues that we've, uh, that we've been dealing with, of course, with our denomination, but just the daily life of, of being involved in, in, in church and the struggles that we all face from, from time to time. And so in this past year, I have found myself doing a lot of praying, a lot of praying to say the least. And I've prayed for several things, and I wanted to tell you about what I've prayed for. First of all, I have prayed for grace. I have prayed for grace. You know, I need a lot of grace uh, in this position. Um, I, I deal uh, with uh, folks that sometimes I don't necessarily agree with. Again, I go into a lot of situations where, where people are upset about what's going on there in their local church. And I have prayed for grace in dealing with with, with individuals that are upset, that are even, that are angry about what's going on in the life of their church. I have prayed for forgiveness. I, I have needed that. You know, we pastors, we, we also make mistakes on, on a frequent basis. I have made some decisions uh, in this past year that, that haven't been good ones that I have regretted. And so I have prayed for God's forgiveness. I have needed that, to be forgiven by our Lord. And finally, the one thing that I want to talk with you a little bit about this morning is I have prayed for peace. I have prayed a lot for peace. Now, I don't know if you have realized this or not. Uh, I'm sure that you probably have, though. This world that we are living in, there is not a lot of peace in today's world. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about world peace. Now, I think we would all love to have world peace. What I'm getting at is peace in our hearts, and peace in our minds. Now, I talk to a lot of people who are very frustrated with life. They're very stressed out about things that are going on in, in their life. 
I've talked to a lot of folks who, who carry around unbelievable burdens. I talk to people who, who don't like their jobs. I talk to people who don't like their marriage. I talk to people who are in broken relationships. I talk to a lot of people who experience absolutely, if any, peace, absolutely no peace in their lives. Maybe that's where you are today. You know, sometimes it's easy to see. It's easy to see as, as you come into worship, some of you with all the burdens, with all the cares of the world that you attempt to carry around on a daily basis all by yourself. Many of you here today are lacking peace in your lives. Well, I've prayed for that in the past year. I've prayed for that in my own life. I've prayed for many others to have peace. But you know, in reality, my job and the experiences, challenges that I've had in the past year, they are, real no, they are really not any different than what you face on a regular basis. We are all stressed out. We are all have burdens that we carry around. We are all challenged on a daily basis. And we need God's help. Better yet, folks, we need Jesus' help. We need that relationship with the Almighty, with our Lord and Savior. Because if you want peace, folks, that's where you find it. You find it in a relationship with Jesus. Today I want to share a scripture passage with you uh, for a few moments. I want to share two or three verses with you here today that have meant a lot to me in the past year of my life. Better yet, they've meant a lot to me in, 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 in many years of my life. They come from the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Now I'm, living, I'm reading from the Living Bible here. So the translation is a little bit different than what you find in the pew, but I, I like the translation of, the, of these verses, and I wanted to share this with you. L listen to what Jesus has to say here. Now, first of all, you need to know that previous to these verses, Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that was going to come after him, the Holy Spirit that was going to be a part of our lives, that was going to come into our hearts and lead us on this journey that we are all about called life. And then Jesus says these very interesting words. Hear what he says, verse 25. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Comforter instead of me, and by the Comforter I mean the Holy Spirit, he will teach you much, as well as remind you of everything I myself have told you. Now I want to focus in on verse 27. Listen to this. I am leaving you with a gift. Everybody likes gifts, right? I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. I love that. That's Jesus telling us what he is leaving us, a gift of peace of mind, peace of heart. And the peace that he gives isn't like the world's peace, which is fragile and goes away very quickly. And what does Jesus say at the end? Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you no matter what you face. You know, back in uh, 1993, the spring of 1993, um, that was a very challenging time for me. Um, I had several things going on in my life at that time. 
I was, I was getting, getting ready to graduate from seminary, from Asbury Seminary. And let me tell you, folks, don't do this, but I waited till the last semester to take all the hard classes. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I was stressed out greatly with all that I had on my plate. There was an Old Testament class that was absolutely driving me crazy. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to pass that class. And if I didn't pass that class, I wasn't going to graduate from seminary. Well, another thing that was pressing on me at the time is that coming June, I was to receive my first appointment in the Louisville Annual Conference at the time. The bishop was going to appoint me first time, and I was excited, but I was also very worried and stressed out. And finally, that August, I was going to be married, and I was excited about that, but I was also very nervous as well. So 1993, the spring, was a challenging time for Mark. It was an exciting time, but it was a very nervous time as well. So one day, as I did many times uh, during the years that I spent in Asbury Seminary, I decided that I was going to go to that place where I could get away from everything. You know that place that we all have, where we've just had enough with the world, we've just had enough with our families, we've just had enough with life, and we just need to get away and be by ourselves? Yeah, that place. My place was over at Asbury College. So I walked across the street from the seminary to the college, and I walked up the road, and I went up to the Health and Recreation Center, which was up on top of the hill. And at the time, and I'm, I'm assuming it's still the same way, there were some tennis courts, there was a baseball field at the end of the property behind the building. And I would always go up on that little hillside, and I would sit down with my Bible or my study books and just spend time there. Well, that day, I took my dog with me. She usually accompanied with me, the dog that I had at the time. And so we were up on that hill. And what I loved about sitting there was I could see across the entire valley that was before me. I could see for miles and miles, and it was beautiful. You know those places. You've been there before. Well, that day was a little bit different, all right? As I sat there for about 15 or 20 minutes, I noticed something in the distance. And there was a storm that began to brew. All right? Now, we've seen a lot of those lately, haven't we? You know what I'm talking about. It starts getting dark, and you start seeing lightning off in the distance, and then you start hearing a little thunder. And that's what I saw across that valley. Now, I don't know about you, but I am terrified of storms. I'm the guy who puts the pillow over the head and tries to get away from that storm as best as I can. I'm terrified of storms. But for some reason, that day, I became fixed upon that storm. And so I sat there. I didn't move. Most days, I'd probably headed home, ran as fast as I could, got inside. But for some reason... I really wanted to watch that storm. And so I sat there and I watched it. And it began to come across the valley. And with that, I could start to hear the rain. And it was raining pretty hard. And I could see the lightning even clearer. The thunder got a lot louder. And usually I would be freaking out by then. But in that moment, I was peaceful. And I wasn't afraid. Now, my dog was getting a little nervous, that's for sure. She was pretty antsy. 
but we just stayed there and watched. Now I'm here to tell you that storm got about 300 yards out from where I was sitting. Now again, imagine this with me. Lightning, thunder, raining like crazy. It's raining so hard you could see it. It got 300 yards from me and the rain stopped. Completely stopped. The thunder stopped. The lightning stopped. The black clouds were still there and they began to pass over my head. I'm here to tell you 300 yards on the other side where I was sitting, it started again. Lightning, thunder, hard rain. I get chills thinking about it today, and that was over 25 years ago. Folks, you ever heard of the eye of the storm? Yeah. That's what that was, the eye of the storm. And I sat there in that moment, and there was a cool breeze that came across me. And I felt the Holy Spirit of God just consume me. I have never felt so close to Jesus before in my life. And what he said to me that day is, Mark, I know you're burdened. I know you're stressed out. I know you're about ready to throw in the towel. But it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to be with you through all of this. And folks, he has. 25 years ago, and he's still with me today. Now, maybe you've had an experience like that before in your life. Maybe you're thinking about it right now, and you're reliving that experience that you had with the Almighty. It's amazing, isn't it? It's miraculous. God promises to be with us. Jesus said it right there in Scripture. I will be with you. Peace of mind. Peace of heart. I do not give as the world gives. It's not a fragile peace. It's a strong peace. It's a strength that you will have to get you through the challenging times that you will face in life. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know many of you here today. I hope as the years go on, we have that opportunity to get to know one another a little bit better. But I, I don't know many of you today, but I do know there are folks here today that are needing peace in their lives. There are folks here today that are struggling in their marriages, and there's no peace there. There are folks here today that are dealing with health situations, and they've been to doctor after doctor. And there's no peace there. There are folks here today that can't stand their jobs. And there's no peace there. There are folks here today that are dealing with a wayward child, making bad decisions. And there's no peace there. There are folks here today that are dealing with financial problems in their life, and they don't know how they're going to pay the next bill. And there's no peace there. But folks, there is. There is peace in each of those situations. And that peace is Jesus. That peace is Jesus. And I want you to hear that here today. You don't need to beat yourself up any longer. You don't need to carry those burdens around. You know, I, I call it these backpacks that we're all carrying. And in our backpacks, we stuff all this junk 
down in them. And it becomes so heavy that we can't even stand up. That's what our burdens in life do to us. But you don't have to carry those around anymore. Jesus can ease those burdens through the peace that he wants to offer you here today. Now, I want you to do something with me here. I want you to look at this communion table for just a moment. I want you to fix your eyes upon what we see there. And, and we're going to have the opportunity to come to this table here in just a few moments. I look forward to that opportunity with you. Jesus has prepared this table for each of us here today. Now, he's going to offer you some things this morning, all right? And I hope you're open to those offers. He's going to offer you some grace in life. We all need that. We need His amazing grace. All right? We've got to have that. You know, grace, I define grace as, as God giving us what we need, not what we deserve. Yeah, He's going to give us what we need here today. You're also going to have the opportunity to receive some forgiveness. And some of us definitely need that here this morning. You're going to have the opportunity to receive some unconditional love. You know, this world that we're living in, the love is all conditional, isn't it? You love me, I'll love you back. That's not how God works. That's not how Jesus works. Unconditional love right here, folks. And finally, he's going to offer you peace. And I hope you take advantage of it. I hope this morning as you come and you take a piece of the bread and you dip it in the cup, you give thanks to the Almighty for what he's done for you. Spend some time here at the communion rails. Spend some time in prayer. Pray for that peace that you need. I know your heart may be broken, but Jesus can mend it here this morning. Let's be open to the Holy Spirit at work in our lives here today. And let's be open to all that he has to offer us, especially his peace. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to worship here today. We thank you, God, for the opportunity we will now have to come to your table. Lord, you will pour out yourself upon us here today with your grace, with your forgiveness, with your love, and yes, your peace. And Lord, you only know that we all need that here today. We are hurting. It's easy to see. You can see it on our faces, Lord. Many of us hurting here this morning. And we need this. We need this opportunity. And we thank you, God, that you give it to us freely. Freely. So, God, we're going to come with open minds, but more importantly, open hearts to this table. Let your Holy Spirit consume us here this day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.